With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, beloved ones. Uh, wherever you are, this is Bishop Dr. Lawrence Mwamba with my wife, Torina Mwamba, here in Dallas, Texas, the United States of America. Here we are once again broadcasting to you, bringing the word of God alive straight from Dallas, Texas. I appreciate you all, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. You know, we appreciate your prayers for us as we have a great work here to do in Dallas, Texas. As you know, we have a Bible school online and we have students all over the world. We've got students in England, in Uganda, in uh, Tanzania, in South Africa, in Zambia, and here in America. We have students uh, studying in London itself. Uh, but, you know, um, it, it really grieves me when I see <clears throat> the opportunity is very open to many people who can enlist and become part and parcel of this Bible school. So it's uh, wherever you are, all you need to do is just give us a, send us an email and say, well, Bishop Mamba, I want to know exactly how should I go about studying in your Bible school. And we're going to give you details. So if you want to know more about the Bible school, send us an email to Word of Life Bible College, uh, and the, the number is 777 at gmail.com. Or you can send us an email to the church email, Word of Life Bible Church, 242 at gmail.com, and we will respond to you as soon as possible. Well, I'm so pleased to know that many of you have, have been following the broadcast, which we have been doing here on uh, the community call on TalkShoe. By the way, I also have broadcasts, which I do on Blog Talk Radio, uh, just that for the season we haven't been broadcasting as much on there, but we will be getting back on Blog Talk Radio. It's another internet radio uh, station where we broadcast around the world. Well, we've been going through studies uh, last uh, two days. We looked into the uh, life of uh, Abraham. We looked at the prosperity of the Lord, which was promised to the children of Israel. And uh, yesterday, we looked at uh, how Jesus was rejected in Nazareth. You know, he grew up in Nazareth, was born in Bethlehem. But the people of uh, Nazareth would not believe that he was the Messiah. In actual fact, they even wanted to kill him because the Bible says they took him to throw him over the cliff, but they couldn't get their hands on him. He meandered through them and he was gone. But today, you know, I'd like to share with you on uh, another uh, mighty apostle, the apostle Apollos, that's his name, Apollos. Not the apostle Paul, but Apollos. Now, Apollos was a guy who was from Alexandria. He was a mighty man of valor. The Bible said he was very, very, very well-versed in the scriptures. But something lacked in the life of Apollos. I'm going to read the scriptures to you from the Word of God about Apollos from the book of uh, Acts and chapter number uh, 18, if you are there. Chapter number 18, reading from verse 24. <clears throat> the Bible reads, And a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, and 
an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. <clears throat> this man was instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. I, I want you to note that, knowing only the baptism of John. And he began to teach boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla uh, had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. And when he was disposed to pass into Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him, who, when he was come, um, helped them much which had believed through grace. For he mightly convinced the Jews, and that publicly showing by the scriptures that Jesus was Christ. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Now, you know, Apollos, this was a mighty man in the scriptures. That's what the Bible says. It says that he was a Jew. Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man. What does all eloquent mean? A very well-versed guy, a man who was good in the, in the language, and a man who spoke without hesitation and searching for words to teach. The Bible here says that an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures. You know, God will know when you are mighty in the scriptures. All of us, we need to be eloquent and mighty in the scriptures. What does that word mighty in the scriptures mean? It means that Apollos was very well versed in the scriptures. He knew the word of God. Apollos did not just teach from nowhere. He taught from his experience with the Lord, and he taught from his knowledge of the scriptures. You see, the word of God we teach the things we handle for the kingdom of God. Some people say, you know, I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to teach and everybody's going to be born again. Fine. But you need to be properly taught. You see, Apollos was very well versed, mighty in the scriptures. Even in him, he lacked something. Because you see, as uh, uh, he continued to teach, Aquila and Priscilla, you know, went and heard him speak. In verse 25, says, this man was instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught diligently. He was a very diligent man. He never slackened. He taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. Now, what is the baptism of John? The Bible tells us in John chapter 3, in Matthew chapter 3, thereabouts, it says there was a man named John the Baptist. Who came preaching? He came, he, this guy had lived on the wild honey and locusts. He came from the wilderness preaching into Jerusalem saying, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and be baptized, O ye sinners. So he, the, the baptism of John was a baptism of repentance. But you see, in the things of God, we go a step further. There is the baptism unto repentance, and then there is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You see, you can be in God, and you can walk with the Lord for many years, and not be in the fullness of the Spirit. 
You see, these stages of growth in God, you can only know them when you're properly instructed by people who know. This is all he knew, Apollos. All he knew was the baptism of John. But he was very good in the scriptures. One thing I like about uh, Apollos was that he was a humble man. Even when Priscilla and Aquila began to talk to him and instruct him in the way of the Lord, this man never said, hey, hey, come on, sit down. I know so much. I'm a man who is in the scriptures. You just came over here. And, you know, you have found me. I'm, I've been teaching for years. No. He was very humble. He listened to Aquila and Priscilla, to what they had to say, and that helped straighten out his theology. So you see, as it pertains to the things of God, we never really arrive and say, hey, I've arrived, I know everything. No, we need to have a humble spirit and learn. You see, as for me, I'll go to any church, and I'll sit down in the pew and humble myself just like a member of the church. I don't go throwing up my badges, I'm bishop, this, 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 give me a high seat. No. You see, the ministry that God has entrusted in my hand will be recognized by the works that I do. I don't need to go announcing around, hey, here comes Bishop Dr. Lawrence Mwamba. Watch out. Here I come. No. The works that I do are the things that are going to speak on my behalf and give a vindication that I'm a man of God, God called by the Lord. You see, Apollos was well-versed in the scriptures. He didn't need to defend himself. The scriptures that he taught were the things that defended Apollos. We don't hear much preached about Apollos. Because although he was great in the scriptures, the anointing of the Lord to pave the way for the kingdom of God amongst the Gentiles was upon the apostle Paul. That's why when Paul got to Corinth, remember the difference? There were two groups. Some said, I'm for Apollos. Some said, I'm for Paul. Now, you see, this is where people go into aspects of drama. They looked at preachers like uh, film stars. They look at preachers like actors. They look at preachers like stars, you know, <laughs> these Hollywood stars. They say, me, I like uh, Creflo Dollar. Oh, me, I like uh, T.D. Jacks. Oh, me, I like... It doesn't matter who you like. The bottom line is, is the word of God being preached. Are the men whom you follow, do they know the truth? Are the people whom you follow as apostles and prophets of God and bishops, are they leading you to the way of the truth into the kingdom of God? That is what matters. You see what I'm saying? That's why Paul, when he found these differences in Corinth, he started to say, hey, guys, hang on. You know, why are you so divided between me, Paul, the apostle, and Apollos, an apostle as well? We are all servants of the Lord. We are all ministers of the gospel. He said, you know, Apollos planted and God watered. And you see, I watered, you know, I have to go to the scripture exactly and tell you how it is. But Paul was saying that Apollos had kind of sown the word, then Paul kind of watered it. And then God gave the increase. So all that Paul was saying was, we are all servants of God. One man is going to plant. The other is going to water the word. And it will grow. God is the one who gives the increase. You see, no matter how much you try, 
by your own strength to give the increase of the word, it will not increase. The one who gives increase to the word of God is God himself. So that's why even in our lives, we need to give to the, glo- the glory to God. We need to say, hey, you know what? God is the one giving the increase. God is the one blessing his work. You know, many times I know we take credit and say, hey, I did this, I built this, I did that. But, you know, in actual fact, the one who really did the work is God himself. The one who built the work of the Lord is the Lord himself. But the point I'm making here is that we need to be a people who should realize that we serve the God of Israel who is a God that gives increase to the works that we do. You see? Apart from that, we must realize that by the grace of God, God has granted us, each and every one of us, giftings. You see, this is something that we see in the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul recognized who he was in the Lord. The Apostle Paul recognized that he was an apostle. Every time when he wrote a letter to any, any, any church, guess what he said? He said, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. You need to know what God called you to do in the kingdom of God. You can't just be walking anyhow, acting anyhow, in the kingdom of God without knowing exactly what God called you to do. You see, you need to know that God called you as a pastor. See, God called you as an evangelist. Or God called you as a prophet. God called you as an apostle, just like himself. Many people, if you ask them, What's your calling? No, I serve the body of Christ. In what capacity? They don't know what capacity. Hey, come on. You need to know the actual calling and where God has placed you in the body of Christ so that you can be effective in doing the work of God. Otherwise, you are going to be wondering, doing this and doing that and achieving nothing. You see what I'm saying? You won't achieve anything because you'll be touching too many things. For us to be effective in the kingdom of God, we need to know where God placed us. We need to know the call that God has placed upon our lives. We need to really find out where God called us and what he expects of us. Remember, Paul said in the book of Ephesians that God gave the spiritual gifts. He says, now he who ascended, descended, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 5, I think 4, verse 5. He who descended to the very heart of the earth is the one who ascended and he gave gifts unto men. That's what he said there, see? He gave some apostles. Some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. See? For the perfecting of the sense, for the work of the ministry. So what are we saying here? 
each and every one of us has been called in the body of Christ for a, a function. That's why the Apostle Paul said, each body providing for the nutrient, for the working of the body, it's joint. You are a joint in the body of Christ. You might be a knee, you might be an ankle, you might be, a, you know, a wrist. Wherever you are, you are a joint, and you need to supply to the needs of the body. Now, many people, they just go anyway. <laughs> as long as they are saying Jesus saves, Jesus heals, they think that's enough. Dear friends, we need to know where God has placed us. We need to know where God wants us to save. We need to know the anointing that God has placed upon our lives. We shouldn't be ignorant. See, the Apostle Paul said there in First Corinthians and chapter 12, he says, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I wish I, I would like you not to be ignorant, like people who do not know what we are doing. That's what Paul said. He said, the Lord gave gifts to the church. He started to stipulate the gifts. He started to go through them one by one. He started to explain how these gifts work. You see, when you see there in First Corinthians and chapter 12, listen to the word of the Lord. He said in First Corinthians 12 and verse 1, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaketh by the Spirit of God, speaking or speaking by the Spirit of God, calleth Jesus a curse. That no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts by the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. You see that? The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another, the word of knowledge, by the same spirit, to another, faith, by the same spirit, to another, the gifts of healing, by the same spirit, to another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, discerning of spirits, to another, diverse kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the self same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. For as the body is one and as many members, and all the members of the, that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bound or free. See what I'm saying? We are baptized in the spirit of the living God. Well, according to our scripture here, Apollos did not know that. You see, you can be very learned and miss something. 
You know, I was in seminary in Massachusetts. Uh, it's a postgraduate school, Gordon Cornwall Theological Seminary. Even in that seminary, there were people who didn't believe so much in the Holy Spirit. They didn't believe that you can receive the Holy Spirit, but the aspect of maybe of speaking in tongues, some of them did not believe. But I'm a Pentecostal, tongue-speaking preacher. I believe in tongues, and I continue to minister to people and talk about receiving the Holy Ghost, whereby you're baptized by the Lord Jesus into the Holy Spirit. Once you're baptized, you receive the anointing of the Lord, and you receive the fullness of the Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Apollos did not know this. But you see, I'm encouraged by the life of Apollos because he humbled himself. He was not high-headed. He was not looking upon these guys and saying, hey, don't control me. I know the scriptures. We, you know, we know the scriptures. I've been walking with the Lord for a long time. I've read so many books. Right now I've been reading a book by uh, uh, this uh, Robert Liedem. He has written on God's generals. He wrote about the hunters. He wrote about Jeffries, Oral Roberts, F.F. Bosworth, and Lester Samro. I've been reading about these books. I mean, these great men of God and how their ministries began. But, you know, even before this time, I've read so many books. But I, I cannot say I know everything. You see, God is so big that we shall continue learning until we get to glory. I can assure you that. But while we are honest, we can be mighty in scriptures, just like Apollos was. The Bible said he was mighty in scriptures, which means he was a great guy. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in the spirit. He spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord. You see, he, to the extent of the knowledge that he had, he taught diligently. But when you look in verse 24 of the book of Acts, chapter 18, it says, And a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man. You need to have eloquence. It's a gift from the Lord. And the mighty in the scriptures came to Ephesus. Friends, we need to be mighty in the scriptures. What does mighty in the scriptures mean? Mighty in the scripture simply means you know the word of God. You study the word of God. You don't just read at jet speed. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. You know, and the earth was without form and void, and the darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light that was light. Being the first day. But listen, jet speed reading. I'm, I'm quoting from my memory. I've, I've memorized scripture, you see. I'm not reading from the Bible what I've just said. But the point I'm saying is I'm going so fast that I'm not grasping the truth of the word of God. You need to slow down a little bit. You need to say, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, start to think about the beginning. Say, well, ask yourself a question. Is this the beginning of all creation? What kind of beginning was this? As you go into deeper exegesis, ex 
exegesis means when you dissect the Word of God, get into the origins of certain meanings of the Word of God, into Greek and Hebrew. Then you get those meanings and you get a full interpretation of what they mean and apply those scriptures to our today living. The scriptures are going to have an impact on your life. So you say, well, so the beginning was with God. The Bible said in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. See? That was in the book of, of John, chapter 1, verse 1. And then you see there in, in Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. See, when you slow down, it gives you time to meditate and think about what you're reading. Apollos was a man great in scriptures. If he wasn't great, I'm telling you, they wouldn't say that he was great in scripture. You see, when the Bible says you are great, it means you are really great. So this man, Apollos, I'm telling you, he was great in scripture. But although he knew the scriptures, the Bible said, he was only taught in the baptism of John. So these women, because you see there in verse 25 says, he taught diligently, knowing only the baptism of John. You see, there are many things we need to know about in the kingdom. Don't get too excited when you get the revelation and knowledge of one aspect of the theology of God. There are many things to be learned. Humble yourself before the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and the desire to receive from people who have gone ahead. And if you are corrected, humble yourself to say, yes, I do not know this particular area of theology. And you'll be, you know, educated in it. Because that's what it says here. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Priscilla and Aquila, this was at Corinth, mind you, or he preached at Ephesus, whom when Aquila and Priscilla, you know, had heard, they took him unto them. They invited him over and said, hey, Apollos, come over. They took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. See, you who know the scriptures, be willing to teach others a perfect word of God. You see, I teach in the Bible school at Well of Life Bible College. I don't just teach what comes in my head. I have textbooks that I follow. It's a way I can teach the word of God just from my head. Oh, is that your theology? You can just teach from your head. Are you the one who constituted the theology? Are you the one who wrote the Bible? No. So how can you just teach from your head? We teach the things which have already existed. We teach from the scriptures. You see, even interpretation of the word of God can be misinterpreted. So me as a teacher of the word at the Bible school, I need to double check myself. That's why I have concordances to crisscross and double check the word as it speaks. I have the Bible dictionary to make sure that what I'm saying is right. I read and I have a lot of references and textbooks by great men of God to correct myself in case I might end up missing something and teach something wrong to the students who run with it for many years to come. You see, we teachers of the scriptures must are going to be judged by God. See, the higher you are in the things of God, the greater the judgment when it comes on that day. What I'm saying is we who 
feed the, the sheep, the flock. We must be very well versed in the scriptures. I read a lot. I, I buy books, which are theological books. My home is like a seminary. I have some books right now locked up. I've got books that I look at. The point I'm saying is be a student of the Bible. You see, no matter how much we grow in God, we never cease to be students of the Bible. See? Paul said, I planted. Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. You see what I'm saying? I planted. Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. What is Paul saying? Paul is saying we are all servants of God. If I have a word, that's why the Bible said, if somebody has a testimony, let him say it. Someone's got a psalm, let him sing it to the edification of the body of Christ. So when we as apostles, we teach the body of Christ and other people come and teach and give enlightenment, they are watering from what we have already planted. But I can assure you, it's only God that giveth the increase. And let me tell you what, the word of God is always going to grow because The Word of God is a living substance. When you speak the Word of God every day, it will heal you. I remember when I preached so much, like in Africa, every Sunday, every day in the Bible school. Even here, I'm doing it now, teaching every day in the Bible school. I was never sick. I had no sneeze. I wouldn't even sneeze because the Word of God, just handling the Word of God will heal you. You understand? Never sick. Never saw a doctor. Nothing. (laughs) Why? Because when you handle the word of God, when you teach it every day, it heals you, the teacher yourself. Because the word of God is alive, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing even asunder the bone and the marrow, the soul and the spirit, and is a designer of thoughts and intents of the heart. That's what the Bible said. That's the word of God we deal with. Is sharper than any two-edged sword. Friends, Apollos was eloquent. One, two. Apollos was mighty in the scriptures. So being eloquent and sometimes being mighty in the scriptures, that does not mean you know everything. But the, the quality I envy for Apollos, he was humble. Because when these two women, Aquila and Priscilla, you know, Aquila and Priscilla were from Corinth. They are the ones, in actual fact, who invited the Apostle Paul there in Corinth, and Paul started the church in their house. See? But the point I'm making is that these women were so concerned for this mighty man of valor that they wanted to give him and teach him the right way of the Lord. Whenever you see error in the body of Christ, be concerned about it. Go there and humbly and correct such a one and bring them back into the paths of righteousness. Don't go condemning. You see, they didn't start blasting the Apollos. Hey, you, you've been saying you, you are great man of God and great in scriptures, but look how you are fumbling around. All you know is the baptism of, of John. You don't know about the Holy Ghost. You don't know about the, the fivefold ministry gifts. You don't know about, no. They humbled themselves and presented the gospel in a more amicable way. No matter we know the scriptures, no matter how big we become, we must be a humble people that speak to the level of somebody who just know John 3.16.
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. All they know is John 3.16. They don't know nothing about Ephesians 2.4. They don't know by the grace of God you are saved, not being your, your own works, but it's the grace of God. In case somebody can boast. All I'm just saying is we must be humble as we grow in the things of God and we know more about God. Because you see, the more you know about God, sometimes can bring pride. When you get the favor of God and he starts to do big things in your life, you start to look upon all those with small churches and small ministries like, hey, what's going on? Haven't you found God yet? See what I mean? But we've got to be humble. I know men of God who are very humble, like Ricky Rush. He's got a very big church in South Dallas. Very humble man, you know? But you look at the man. He's built a massive thing, huge church, but humble. Friends, to have power with God, we need to be humble. Apollos was faithful in the capacity in which God had called him. But he missed some of the doctrinal teachings which were corrected by Aquila and Priscilla. So when corrections come, we must receive them with open arms. And you know, they even gave him letters of commendation where he was going to go. Say, hey, receive this man. He's a man of God. You know, he has helped us here. He has done this. He has done. Listen, when you are moving as a family, you recommend one another to another ministry. See? Many people don't want to recommend, say, hey, he's going to take my spot. He might, you know, be loved more than me, and they'll take more attention to him than me. No, just be open-hearted. Let what God has deposited on you be deposited in others too. Be a person who shares what God has given into your hand. Listen, Jesus said, a servant is not greater than his teacher. See? When somebody is taught, no matter what you do, you'll never be greater than your teacher. <laughs> Jesus said it. A servant is not greater than his teacher. You can't be greater than your teacher. A protege is a student. A servant is a student. You see? You can't be greater than your master, the teacher who has taught you the word of God. So it's the same with ministry. You know, many people feel like, you know, these students are going to go beyond my level and they're going to do exploits. So what? They will not exceed the anointing that God has deposited on your life. Understand? You know, between Elisha and, uh, I mean, Elisha and, no, Elijah and Elisha, it was the protege relationship with his master. The master here was Elijah. The student was Elisha. When the time came that God was going to take Elijah from Elisha, Elijah told and asked Elisha, he said, hey, what do you want that God should do for you before I'm taken away from you? You know what he said? He said, Master, that I might have a double portion of the Spirit of God that's upon you. <laughs> what he was saying, I want to have the anointing that is on your life for the things you have done. I want to do double. You see, but Elisha did not say, Ooh, you, you are a very provocative young man. You want to have my double? You want to have my spirit? Not only my spirit, but double what I have? 
move over. You know, no, he didn't say that. He said, well, it's a good uh, desire that you have, but it's going to come with a price. If you see me being taken away from you as I go, let it be so. If not, you won't get it. All he was saying is be determined to be diligent. Seek the first of God that you can receive an impartation. Serve that man upon whom God has given you as an under servant until you're the day of your promotion. Do not bicker. Do not backbite. Do not be a blockage to the progress of that man of God. Because if you are, you're not going to receive the mantle. You're not going to be promoted. You're going to be at the same position for many years. Humility pays. When you are humble, God will reward you a hundredfold. I was humble when I was with the Archbishop in Nigeria. I was humble who was sending the man as he called me, go do this, go do that. Although I had my own car, he gave me a car to drive. But still more, I was humble. When you are humble, you receive blessings. But when you are arrogant, and you lift up your nose and look up, Upon all those who don't, who are not like you, in uh, aspects of knowledge and in monetary uh, uh, positions, you just hinder the blessings of God in your life. So the lesson today is that let us be like Apollos. Although this man, we don't hear much of him after that. We hear more of the Apostle Paul because you see, it's the call of God and anointing that matters. You can be very well-versed in scriptures, but if God did not call you for a worldwide ministry, you will not have a worldwide ministry. But it's good to be versed in the scriptures. Teach where you are. See, Apollos taught in Ephesus, and he taught in some surrounding cities and Jerusalem. You, God will demarcate a place for you to minister, maybe around the whole world. I don't know. It's the prerogative of God to give you that dimension. So today, we need to know that there is a God that looks at our knowledge and there is a God who looks at our humility to increase further more knowledge in our lives. So the more we know, the better we are. But the more we know, the more humble we should become. Well, this is Bishop Dr. Lawrence Mwamba signing off here in Dallas, Texas, the United States of America, telling you, beloved one, be like Apollos. God bless you. I'll talk to you again, and bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.